Hey friends, well I want to speak to you today about a subject that actually is one of my most favorite subjects and actually it's a game changer. If you can get this down deep in your soul in this season actually more than any other season you will see the benefits of this far beyond this moment into your future and because today I want to speak about something that might be challenging but actually by the time I hopefully have unpacked it you'll realize it's not challenging in the way that you maybe first thought. It's actually something that God guarantees to bless us if we're obedient in this area. Today, I want to ask you to choose to be generous. Generosity is a game changer. Generosity changes everything about your world. It changes everything about your future. If you can understand the power of generosity today, I promise you in this season, there are going to be breakthroughs that you didn't even expect because generosity unlocks some things that nothing else can. Our lives are made to be generous. We serve the most generous God and yet we can go through seasons like the one we're in now and if we're not careful, we can allow the limitation around us to begin to cut down the generosity within us. But I'm asking you, don't allow that to happen. It's a lie of the enemy that the circumstances around you should change the generosity within you. We are not those people that live by what we see. We live by what we know and what we know is that God is our provider and God gives us more as we pour out to others. So this is not a time to hold back and withhold. This is a time to actually let our generosity do the work that it was destined to do in all of our lives. It says in Proverbs 11, and it's one of my favorite verses, you probably already know it, but I'm going to say it to remind you, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. In this season, here's what I'm believing for me and for my household. I'm believing in this season that our world would get larger and larger, even though in the natural and in the circumstances, it might seem smaller in what we can do and where we can be. I'm believing our world is going to increase and grow and we're going to take more charity territory and it's going to get larger. Why? Because our generosity is not going to be contained. As we are more generous, I'm believing we are going to see a generosity increase in our life in the way that we actually exit this season. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. You want your world to get larger? You got to get more generous. You want your world to grow? You got to get more generous. And so today, I really want to challenge and encourage you and stir up within you an excitement again about living this place and living this life of being generous. Generosity is a beautiful thing. Generosity stands you out in the crowd. Generosity actually brings so much joy to the world around you, but also to the world that you actually are in, your world, your family. Generosity benefits every which way. So let me just unpack some faulty thinking. Maybe right now you're believing that because of the limitation, and I know I'm not even trying to downplay in this moment that some of us have taken, you know, hits financially. All of us have. All of us have got changes to our income. All of us have got changes to the way that our life looks. 
Some of us are right now on furlough. Others of us have been made redundant. Others right now, their job, you're not sure what's going to happen. There's been pay cuts. We're all in that place where our world looks different, right? But if that's what changes our generosity, then we're building our world wrongly. Because actually our generosity is not based on any of those things. It's actually based on who our source is. It's actually based on where our provision is. And that has not changed in this season. God is still your source and God is still your supply, which means that your generosity is immune from your circumstances. And when you get that revelation, I'm telling you, it is so liberating because there's something that kicks in on the inside of you that begins to increase your world in a way that nothing else can. That discovery was made by the church that Paul writes about in 2 Corinthians. Listen to this passage of what they discovered in extremely testing times. It says, for even during a season of severe difficulty and tremendous suffering, they became even more filled with joy. Remember yesterday we talked about filling up? They found that source where they can fill up from. They became even more filled with joy from the depths of their extreme poverty, super abundant joy overflowed into, check this out, an act of extravagant generosity. Why? Because when you get your source right, you can't stop the flow of generosity. So they, in extreme poverty, found overflowing joy, which then led to extravagant generosity. And then he writes, For I can verify that they gave spontaneously, not only according to their means, but far beyond what they could afford. Why? Because this generosity is not based on what I see. It's based on what I know. And then it went on to say, they actually begged us for the privilege of sharing in this ministry of giving. I mean, If that doesn't stir you up, that they discovered something that we can also discover, I don't know what what does. They were not in a season of extreme resources, of overflow of finances. They were in the opposite. They were in a place of difficulty and lack. And yet they made a discovery that they would never lose. Once you discover this in lack, you're never going to lose it. There's no season where this can be robbed from you. If you can discover this now, how to stay generous in testing times. And then He goes on to talk about how they actually kept on giving way beyond what anybody expected. And actually, they were consistent in their giving. And I think if the church could discover how to keep giving in those circumstances, then the church today also needs to discover that we can stay generous in this season. You know, I am a pastor of a church and it's amazing to me how we get to in this ch- uh, season as the church continue in our giving, continue in our tithing, continue in our offering. It's Saturday today. I don't know what church you're part of, but tomorrow someone's putting church online for you. Someone's preaching a message to you. Your church is still pastoring. They're still reaching into the community. They're still doing the best that they can before God. 
And I think it's on us all to stay generous in this season, to commit to those things that we said, I'm going to be generous in these areas. And you might say, well, my circumstances change. Yep, the church, exactly what I've just read to you, their circumstances change too. But I'm telling you, when you realize that your source hasn't changed, it shifts something on the inside you. Remember when it talks about the one that came, the widow that came, and she was like, I've got nothing left and I'm just going to die. And then God sends the prophet to her and he says, I've come and the food you were going to have as your last meal, you're supposed to actually use that food to feed me. She suddenly had to ask herself, what do I believe? Do I believe this is my last? This is all I'm getting? Or do I believe that this man that God has sent to me is not trying to test me in a way that's unfair, but trying to help me see that my supply has not changed, that after this meal, God is my source, that actually he has already sent me help. And in this season, and you're going to find God's your source in a whole nother level. And it's going to actually do something to your generosity that can't be shaken no matter what happens in all of our lives. Let me read another verse to you to encourage you. It says, um, actually, it's explaining how we've got to live from this place of generosity and actually how we all can chill out when we realize that God is taking care of us. It says, I'm trying, what I'm trying to do here is get you to relax. I'm trying to get you to relax, people. Not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works are going to fuss over these things. But you know both both God and how he works, right? So steep yourself in God reality, God initiative and God provisions. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Don't be afraid of missing out. You're my dearest friends and the father wants to give you the very kingdom itself. So be generous, give to the poor, get yourself a bank that can't go bankrupt, a bank in heaven, far from bank robbers, safe from embezzlers, a bank where you can bank on. Isn't it obvious? The place where your treasure is, is the place where you will most want to be and end up being. What's it saying? Put your treasure in the place where it's not going to be robbed, where it's not going to be embezzled. Put your treasure in the place where actually your heart's going to follow. And right now we should actually be pouring out our generosity to where it matters most. We should actually be living not with that preoccupied mindset that it refers to, not the way the world lives, actually fretting over things that we don't need to fret about, but actually steeping ourselves in the God reality that God is our provider and put our treasure in the places that matter. Let's not allow a season of limitation to lock down our generosity. Let's live in a way that actually shows who God is in our lives. You want another one? I'm telling you, the scripture is full of these verses about being generous. Do your own study today about living a generous life. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 says this. Here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest, but the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. Let giving flow from your heart, not from a sense of a religious duty. Let it spring up freely from the joy of giving because God loves hilarious generosity. 
Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything, every moment and in every way. He will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. And then it finishes by saying this, this generous God who supplies abundant seed for the farmer, which becomes bread for our meals, is even more extravagant towards you. And now listen to this. First, he supplies every need plus more. Then he multiplies the seed as you sow it. Did you get that? He multiplies the seed as you sow it. He can't multiply what you hold back. He can't multiply what you put in your pocket. But as you sow, as you commit to stay generous, he's already multiplying the seed so that the harvest of your generosity will grow. You will be abundantly enriched in every way as you give generously on every occasion. I couldn't say it better myself. People, this is the word of God. And in these moments is where we need to read the word more than ever before and build our life on that. How do you stay generous in a season of lack, in a season of um, things changing or, or resources dwindling, you b- stay generous because that's not what we're building our generosity from. We're building it because the one who puts seed in our hand, no matter what that is, he's saying, as you sow, I multiply. As you be generous, I'm generous to you. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. And if you ever wanted to test God, the Bible says, test me in this when it talks about our tithing. If you ever want to test God in this, go ahead. He will not fail you. He will not, his word does not return void. God is good to this promise that he's making to all of us. So we've read you the scripture that tells you to relax because God's got it. He's all over it when you live generous. I've told you, put your treasure where your heart is. Don't stack it up thinking, oh, what's going to happen? But trust God in this season. Be the one like that we do who realizes I can either say, this is it, that's all I've got, or trust God with what I have. Let's be those that keep on planting the seed. And let's Let's look at that church that stayed generous in the worst of times. Let me read back that last bit of that scripture because I love this thought as we end. It says in 2 Corinthians 8 at the end, it says, you would do well and excel in every respect, excel in unstoppable faith, in powerful preaching, in revelation knowledge, in your passionate devotion. He's saying you've done great excelling in all those things, but, and in sharing love that you have shown, but I want you to make sure that you also excel in grace-filled generosity. So there you have it. Today, choose to be generous. Tomorrow, if you're a giver in your local church, make sure you give. Figure out how you do it. Be generous in your word. Be generous in your resources. Be generous in your time. Let's be in this season more generous than ever because the world of the generous is going to get larger and larger. I love you. Have a great, hilarious, generous giving day. It's going to be a blessing. I tell you now. Love you guys.